0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Moss World Cup Edition. This is, of course, episode number 17 of our World Cup coverage. My name, of course, is Seth Binoff. 17. We've done 17 episodes of World Cup coverage in a matter of weeks. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And we we missed a few. We missed a few. Um, But I'm here. Seth Binoff, Jacob Terrell is, is with me this evening. I missed last night. I just completely lost track of time had some other things going on and and uh, apparently earl tried to show up about 15 minutes after jacob ended last night so <laughs> like 30 like <laughs> 9 40 i was done at like 9 15 yeah uh, so uh there's a reason we go live at nine o'clock and so that folks can get home and do what they need to do and you know we're, we're working on getting Earl a, a, an alarm clock so um anyway Thank you guys so much for being here. Appreciate you guys tuning into all the World Cup coverage we've been bringing you. And uh, the, the response has been great. You guys have been nailing the downloads, listening every single day. We do appreciate that from you guys. Um, Jacob, great job again last night, as always. I got that episode up earlier today. Um, we're th- two matches. That's all that's left.
1: A match and a half. I mean- okay. And the third place matches, it happens, but it's kind of like if a tree falls in a forest and there's nobody around to hear it, does it really happen? Like, if a third third place match happens and it doesn't get watched, does
0: it really happen? <laughs> that is true. I mean, I'm sure there'll oh, be some yeah. folks that uh, will so, tune in and watch. Um, I'm going to try to tune in and watch as much as I can. Uh, obviously, Croatia and Morocco. Uh, moving on to that match should be entertaining. But uh, we are, we talked about the last nope. semifinal match. We've seen it once already. So we yeah, sure. we have seen them play each other already. I believe that was a nil-nil draw. It was yeah. Yeah. So um, today though, France and Morocco, the second of the two semifinals, and you look at the final stats, and you would think that Morocco might have had a chance on this one, but there's Earl. Earl in the chat. <laughs> Earl, you should not be uh, chatting and driving. No, no, no. So uh, you would think that Morocco had, had a chance. They might have put themselves in a, in a position to to pick up a, a goal or two here. But well, the, France is France. They
1: did. I mean, they had uh, yeah. a couple of nice saves by Lloris. Yeah. Uh, goal line clearance uh, by, oh, Conte?
0: Mm-hmm
1: was it? and then uh and then a few just just misses um so that, i mean morocco actually it was obviously the first time they lost the first time they conceded mm-hmm. but uh you know they they impressed me because we we talked you know back after the the quarterfinals um and i said you know this could be this could get ugly if if france scores first and france scores in like the 5th minute mm-hmm. um and i'm thinking oh Let's see what Morocco does. You know, maybe it's, uh, maybe it ends up not being close. I mean, it, two nothing isn't, isn't super close, but uh, they, I mean, they had chance after chance there after they gave up that first France goal. And, and other than the two goals, France, I don't think recorded a shot on target. So um, they, mm-hmm. their defense held pretty good. Um, and uh, they, they just couldn't find the back of the net with France, you know, seeding that possession and making Morocco do you know attack differently than they have this whole tournament because you know Morocco I think they said had been averaging 30 percent possession uh throughout the tournament and uh so they'd been countering and and you know scoring on breaks and and you know kind of went in these transition periods and they didn't have that the day because France just said here's the ball uh we're going to counter you because
0: we have Mbappe yeah
1: <laughs> oh, basically
0: yeah. I mean, it was, I certainly didn't expect this one to be this close. I didn't expect Morocco to come out and play as well as they did. Um, I mean, especially, I mean, this is, it's France. These, they've been one of the best clubs throughout the tournament. And over the past, you know, four, eight years, they've been one of the best clubs in the world. And so you look at the talent, you look at that back line from France and, you know, it it was, it was kind of shocking to see the amount of opportunities that, that they gave up um, the amount of chances that they allowed Morocco to, to get into that final third. And I'm looking at, I was looking at the stats here. Morocco had 10, 20, 26, almost 45 final third was 45 final third entries, which is just astounding. To me, I mean, they haven't done that at all this tournament. But, uh, I, yeah, it's it's almost like it's basically what you just said. I mean, France said here, like France, like you said, France said, here's the ball. We're going to – you're going to have to prove to us that you can beat us. That you're going to have to score against us. Yeah. Well,
1: and France's back line, I mean, it's been shaky all tournament. Uh, they This was the first clean sheet that they had all tournament. Um, and, and you think, well, maybe – just maybe Morocco is going to find an equalizer here at some point. And, you know, they had their chances and, and I I wish they would have, or what I wish would have happened was that they would have kept it within one Mm -hmm. because that last, you know, 15 minutes ended up being pretty boring because even if Morocco scored, they were going to need to come back and do it again. But had that been a one goal game, um, with as good as Morocco was playing as far as chance creation, not finishing, but chance creation, um, it, anything could have happened there, there at the end, if they'd have been able to keep that uh, second goal from happening. But the, both goals, I mean, Mbappe, he doesn't get an assist or or any you know counting stats, but he was huge in creating both of them, just with his gravity, and and drawing players towards him. That I mean, that second goal, he dribbles through like six guys, uh, and then fires a shot, gets deflected, yeah, because everybody was sucked to him. It left that back post wide open. And when you get a deflected ball, sometimes the ball bounces your way, and sometimes it doesn't. And it it definitely bounced France's way that time, and uh, they were able to find the back of the net twice and, and kind of put it away.
0: And, and to be honest, on, on that goal there, yeah, I mean Mbappe takes the ball there, kind of toward, near the near the top corner of the box, and just just dances around people. And yeah, he d- he does take that shot. And oh. to be fair, you know, Ola Moane wasn't this, wasn't like left all alone. Like there were two guys right there. I mean, it was sort of a bit of a lucky balance. So the ball went directly to him and, you know, good on him to be able to, to have the composure to finish. Cause we, we see it time and time. again Where guys get that, that clear open look from, from within the box and, and just shank it guy at whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that, that second goal there for France, Um. you know, for me, getting that second goal at any point uh, probably would have been the death knell for Morocco. But yeah, especially that there at that time when it was you know, there in the 79th, I mean, that just spelled, you know, the end of it. Um, like you said, yeah. less than 15, the chance of Morocco getting two yeah some to none. Yeah. and I mean, Morocco, I mean, all credits, I mean,
1: this run, you know, being I, so, so I, I had heard over and over again that they were the first African nation to be in the semis what I had not realized until today was that they are only the third non UEFA or South American team. So non-European or South American team to make the final Mm -hmm. only the third in the world cup. It kind of blew my mind there. And I think the other two were us in like 1930 and Korea in like 2002 South Korea in like 2002. Um, And so just, just kind of blew my mind there, but they, I mean, they, they fought it out against in in a group that on paper was pretty tough. I think in practice was a little easier than we thought, but um, you know, they still beat Belgium. Uh, They still still drew against Croatia. They still beat Canada to get out of the group. And then, um, you know, Spain, Portugal, and then put up a really good fight against France um, dealing with some injuries. Uh, Their captain. um, I can't remember the name because I don't, this has been, an eye-opening experience how terrible I am at pronouncing <laughs> names, uh, at this world cup. Um, but the, but their captain had to come out after like 20 minutes. Um, then they had a, a, another gentleman that was supposed to play was scratched from the starting lineup right before kickoff. Um, and so they just, you know, they had a, had a little bit of a rough time in this match, uh, with some luck and in some injuries, but they still fought their butts off. And, uh, you know, all things equal, probably should have had a chance to to at least tie it at some point in that match, and and just didn't fall their way. And uh, you know, they get Croatia in the third place game, like we mentioned. Um, and you know, I could I could see them I could see them fighting for third place. I could see Croatia kind of giving up, uh, but we'll have to see. That's that's going to be a Saturday, I believe, at eight. Mountain. yeah
0: saturday 8 a.m uh so not quite as early as some of the other matches but yeah i mean it's it's gonna be an interesting matchup to say the least uh you know what what could possibly be luka modric's last game in the world cup uh against a, a, a talented morocco side i mean both clubs both both clubs are gonna come off of short rest uh here to play on saturday um you know for for morocco they've only got you know two days to rest before they go at it again so um you talk about them dealing with injuries you know can they get enough you know treatment in in time to get you know Sice and some of those other guys yeah, back out was, there yeah um you know to, to to make a run at that third place uh, which i think would be an astounding result if they did yeah. um so th- there's still going to be the storyline going into that um I mean, looking at these two clubs, I mean, obviously we mentioned they played they did play before in the group stage, uh, back on the first match day of their group, uh, nil-nil draw. Um who do you think comes out on this one? Do you think Morocco's got a chance to to dab that third place?
1: Yeah, I think I think Morocco probably wants it more. And I think that third place game, you know, you've already proven that you're you're a solid team and you belong there, and so I think a lot of the time at the third place match it's just who cares about it more. And I think Morocco will, um, I and mean, they still got Akimi and Ziyech over there. Uh, they're still healthy. Um, and so I, I, think, I think they'll, they'll, they'll tough it out. They'll, they'll get a result there and, and, and finish there in third place and Croatia. I mean, uh, Luka Modric, I've loved watching him in the last two world cups and, and, uh, sad to see him go. And, and maybe he'll, maybe he'll want to win, and on a win. Um, because you know, there's only two ways that you end a, a World Cup on a win. That's third place and first place. So, yeah, uh, maybe that's what he goes for. We'll just have to see. But, but I think um, I, my money would be on Morocco.
0: Yeah, I think I think I lean towards Morocco in this one as well. Uh, you look at how they played the first time out. Obviously, Morocco sat back, gave up possession. Uh, two the two sides combined for 14 shots and only four on target. So, um, you know, they're. Yeah they're not necessarily picky about their opportunities, but you don't see a lot of opportunities necessarily from these two clubs. And so um, I think that the Croatia resulting was four uh, one was there, was there a big win? Yeah. I don't think you're going to see something like that. Um, it's going to be defensive. You're going to see these two clubs uh, come out. And obviously both, I mean, this is for Morocco to win, it'd be a huge result for uh, AFCON. Um, and then, uh, you know, you talk about them being only the third club outside of UEFA, and, and calm the ball to to make the semifinals. So, yeah, it's um, it's it's gonna be a fun one to watch. I I think Morocco's got enough to potentially pull out this win on Saturday.
1: Yeah, yeah, same here. But that's that's not the big story. I mean, no. we've got uh, France advancing, um, Mbappe versus Messi uh, in, in, our, his in, in, a, in his final World Cup game. In his final World Cup. game for uh, looking for that elusive world cup title um and then in his way uh the young up and comer uh, and the re- defending champs um uh, i mean it, it on paper i think you look at when when the 16 came out when we found out who advanced through the group stage looking at it it was okay france and who either mm-hmm. argentina or brazil um either one of those would have been you know the big the big name things and, and honestly. Like looking back, I was excited when Croatia upset Brazil. But then watching yesterday's final or semifinal, uh, I kind of was sitting there going, man, I, I kind of wish this was Brazil. I think it's just been a more inter- entertaining game, which is kind of why I was rooting for France. Not rooting for, but I, I wanted Morocco to win, but I wanted the France Argentina matchup. It was a weird dynamic. But uh, at the end of the day, we get, you know, probably the best storyline final that we could have had uh after the group stage was determined and uh and man is it going to be it'd probably be nil nil uh, is what i'm expecting uh because everybody is is expecting fireworks but but no i think you yeah, have got to look at it as i mean it's going to be uh could put could be a high scoring game it's going to be entertaining no matter what uh two two really good teams obviously they they've made it all the way to the final they've proved that they're good teams uh, we've come a long way from Saudi Arabia to Argentina, nothing, though, I tell you that much.
0: Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, a lot of storylines going in Saturday. You know, Messi retiring, he's already announced it that somebody his final world cup. You know, we talk about the the golden boy killing Mbappe. You've got four guys within reach of the golden boot, all four of which are playing in this match on Sunday. Uh Messi and Mbappe both sitting on five goals, Giroud and Alvarez both four. Uh you've got uh, and this is something I, I want to get to I want to ask you about this uh you know a, a large part of Argentina's success has been kicks from the mark uh, a lot of penalty calls for Argentina here so in this World Cup and there there's some belief that FIFA is, has been trying to set this up
1: I I don't think you can nitpick any of of the penalties that have been given to Argentina I, I just They've they've all been close enough uh, that you know, like the one in the semifinal clearly was a penalty. Um, by the definition, I I think it's crap personally because I think there was no way he was getting that touch and getting around the keeper and getting back to the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got the touch. Keeper didn't touch the ball. Made contact in the box. It's a penalty. Whatever. Um, so no, I I don't think it was. I mean, I think if it was set up, that have beat Saudi Arabia. Personally, <laughs> I don't think there would have been any any scare there. But, but now I, I don't, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't put it past FIFA to, to do shit like that. But um, I don't think that's the case in this particular moment. I'm, they, they did have an easy road, an easier road. Um, but I, I think if it was going to be like that, the Netherlands wouldn't have been able to 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 come back and tie it. So now I think it's fine. I, yeah. I I do really think though that the Golden Boot
0: should not count penalties. <laughs> it well, yeah. I mean that's uh that's an interesting that's an interesting statement there. You know, because then if you go back and look at New Mexico United's inaugural season, Kevon Freider wouldn't have even been in the discussion for Golden Boot. So I don't care. I'm just saying. You win it. Yeah, that is true. You know, um, or but yeah, I mean.
1: Or- or if there's a tiebreaker or if there's a tie say say either mbappe or messi score in this next mm-hmm. match and they're both tied i know the second tiebreaker is assists or the first tiebreaker i guess is assists mm-hmm. i don't think that should be the case i think it should be how many how many goals not from the spot did you have and if if it's tied and mbappe has 5 regular goals and messi has 3 from the spot and two open play goals yeah. uh, or free kick goals then then i think it should go to mbappe but
0: that's just me. I, I mean, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do about about getting you on the FIFA board of directors. Yeah, we can, we can make some changes. Um, work. work. so, I, I, least, it works. At least, at least we know then we'll have at least one person on the board that is not willing to accept bribes. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, FIFA did accept bribes to to put the put the World Cup in Qatar. Apparently allegedly. they're accepting um, allegedly. No, it's been it's been proven. And set bladder admitted it. Yeah, true. So, um, and apparently they're accepting bribes to get Messi into the final. So um that would know. Be the refs, not FIFA. <laughs> or that'd yeah. be FIFA handing out bribes to the refs. Or anything, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean this is shaping up to be a really I I'm hoping an exciting game. Um, you know, I don't you've got uh, both sides are experienced. They've been here before, mm-hmm. you know. They've been in this in this sort of position, so you don't expect to see those types of nerves from these guys. Um, so I would expect them to both come out, you know, full bore on Sunday morning, trying to get that opener and uh, put the pressure on. Argentina might be nervous,
1: not not so much that they're in a final, but the pressure of trying to win it for Messi in his last chance mm-hmm. uh could make them a little shaky to start uh we'll have to see they uh, or if they get like a one goal lead you know we've seen them give up leads uh twice now in or almost twice in uh you know against australia and then against the netherlands so and these this france team is not the netherlands or australia so if they get the lead and then get shaky i expect france to capitalize i i think i think there's no way that it doesn't go back and forth at least once.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, really it, it can go anyway. Um, I, looking at these two squads on paper, I feel like France is the more talented. Hmm. Um, I think they've got a little bit more experience at this point um, compared to Argentina. But of course you've got some older guys on Argentina who've been around. Um And so I think both sides have a calming presence. You know, you've got guys like Giroud and Lloris and, you know, Messi, and, you know, you got other guys on, on both sides that are, that are there that can help settle those nerves and put things into perspective. And, you know, even if someone does go a goal down, you know, you've got both sides have the ability to respond. I mean, Argentina likes to play direct and that's part of what's led to the penalties that they've gotten. And, you know, they put the ball into the area and, you know, when you do that and you're successful at it, you're going to get opportunities at goal. You're going to get those calls. You're going to get shots. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, really, this match could go either way. I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm going to take France, but, but I wouldn't be surprised if Argentina pulled it out. So, did you have France in your original bracket? I can't remember. I did. Okay. I, at right. the beginning of the tournament, I had France.
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, France, of course, I still I had France going all the way and they were my champions as well. Um, of course, I had Brazil coming out, out of the other side, but um, and I had Argentina going to the third place match. But, you know, um, so, I mean, yeah, it, it's going to be exciting Sunday eight a.m. Uh, who gets the golden boot? If anybody. I still think it's Mbappe. Mbappe. OK.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think if if France is going to win, he's going to score at least once. Um, and I, I believe I'd have to look, but I believe he's leading in assists at the moment anyways. So even if they finished tied at five or six goals, I think he would,
0: he would still get it. Let's go take a look. We can, cause they did have that on the homepage at fifa.com. They did. <laughs> Looks like they might have changed the, the landing page here. So, uh, do Who do you got? Uh, I've got Mbappe winning it as well. Um, you know, if like, like you said, if they're gonna, if, if France is gonna win this one, they're gonna need a I see at least one goal from Mbappe. Um. You know, potentially need, potentially going to need a second one. Um, I think Giroud gets in there, maybe another from Mbappe. But uh, yeah, you're going to, you're going to, you need your top guys to step up in these moments. Um, So I think that's what's going to happen. Messi leads a tiebreaker with three assists to Mbappe's two. Oh, okay. I thought it was the other way around.
1: I'll still take Mbappe.
0: Yeah, I think so too. yeah, he just need just needs the one goal, and you know, obviously, messily not get one. But, um, yeah. Do you have a do you have a score line, or are you just gonna leave it at, at France?
1: I think it's gonna be like a three two match. I think three two, pretty crazy, and I and I would say three two
0: after extra time. Okay, right. That's, that uh, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, I don't think it's shut out by any means. Um. Uh, I could see two one three one, but I think th- I think a two goal lead is just like pushing it for for either side. Um, yeah, yeah well, I, I would say two one France. The only way it gets to be a
1: two goal match, uh, two goal deficit for anybody is is if it's a one goal deficit late and uh, they get countered because uh, mm-hmm. they're pushing and and uh, I could see France uh, being able to do that to Argentina uh i don't know if i see argentina being able to do it to france as easily uh they just don't have the speed i mean can i mbappe greater than anybody else on the counter um so so i could see france countering for a second goal or a, uh, to attack onto their lead more than i can see argentina
0: yeah all right well there we go there's our predictions There just goes man it's been a fantastic tournament two more matches left to watch. So we'll more than likely to be back uh, Sunday night, Sunday night, for sure. Uh, We might,
1: I I might see if you want to hop on for the third place match. uh, If we both actually watch it uh, that day or not. Um, I should, I'm going to be at work, so I'll probably Mm -hmm. have it on at least. Uh, I might not be able to pay too much attention to it all the time, but, but I'll probably have it on at least. And then, uh, and then, yeah, so for sure, Sunday night, nine o'clock we'll be here. Uh, well, it will probably be a short one that night, just to wrap up the the final, and then maybe the third place match if we didn't already talk about it. And then I think I'd I'd like to do uh, uh, just a war, World Cup recap, you know, um, a few days later, you know, favorite goal, favorite moment, uh, um, stuff like that. Probably not more than an hour. Um, okay. Maybe we can get Earl on for that one if if we can you know, drag his ass home before midnight. Um, well,
0: at the very least, and I don't know if Earl has told you, Earl will be on, on Tuesday. Are we doing one Tuesday? We We have a United, well, a, a, a regular program oh, on yeah, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Did Earl tell
1: you? I forget that we're doing Tuesday nights.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. Earl, yeah. Earl set up something for Tuesday night. So. Let's set something up for, oh, I'm yeah. He, yeah. Earl set up a, a special guest for us on Tuesday. Uh, it is and I didn't. We're in the same group chat. He called me. <laughs> uh, yeah, he called me and told me. So um, I may as, may as well go and announce it. Uh, Tuesday night, we will be joined live by Andres Trujillo, owner, okay. operator of New Mexico Runners, ahead of their <laughs> upcoming season. So uh, we're going to talk to him, talk some talk some roster stuff, uh, talk about the club, and look ahead to the runner season.
1: And I'm assuming we'll talk a little bit United News. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. We... <laughs> Earl, I didn't answer my phone. That's what he says. Um, okay, Earl. So, so yeah, we will have uh, Mexico runners on Tuesday. We will have some United news. Uh, so yeah, back to regular programming right before the holidays, and so yeah, maybe like Wednesday night or something. To do, like a yeah, yeah,
1: Wednesday night sounds good for the for the World Cup recap. Yeah, and I'll probably think of some questions and like favorite moments and stuff. Send them to you guys so you guys can research and remember and not. Not have to force Earl to try to come up with something off the top of his head.
0: <laughs> Coach Steve comes up. There you go. Heard it from Earl. Nice. Very nice. Uh it'd right. be, be good to have them back on the show. Both of them yeah. great guests and uh big supporters. So all right. Jacob,
1: I'll close this out. Yeah, sweet. So Sunday, nine o'clock, uh World Cup final and possibly third place uh recap. And then Tuesday, uh New Mexico runners. Owner and operator Andrew eh, Andres Trujillo and uh um some United news. So be on the lookout for that. And uh until Sunday night, guys, maybe Saturday night, uh some news.